Good morning. You are listening to Mystery of Parenthood. Please, uh, hopefully this Advent season, you are taking some time to slow down because it's a, it's time for family and friends. And um, I was just telling somebody, I, I, I still get excited about this time of year at 53. I had to watch Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. No kids around, <laughs> nothing. Just had to do it. But anyway, before we get way off on a tangent, uh, being who's, oh, whose life is that, Trey? Uh, that's 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 my beautiful wife. Uh, who's in who's in her, in her in her Santa in her Santa <laughs> outfit? So I am here. I am Trey Cash. You are listening to Mystery of Parenthood. That is Thaddeus, and that is my wife Stephanie. And she's going to start with a prayer before we get going. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord God, from you, every family in heaven and on earth takes its name. Father, you are love and life through your son, Jesus Christ, born of woman, and through the Holy Spirit, the fountain of divine charity, grant that every family on earth may become for each successive generation a true shrine of life and love. Grant that your grace may guide the thoughts and actions of husbands and wives for the good of their families and of all the families in the world. And grant that the young may find in the family solid support for their human dignity and for their growth in truth and love. And grant that love, strengthened by the grace of the sacrament of marriage, may prove mightier than all the weaknesses and trials through which our families sometimes pass. Through the intercession of the Holy Family of Nazareth, grant that the church may fruitfully carry out her worldwide mission in and through our families. We ask this of you, who is life, truth, and love, with the Son and the Holy Spirit, Holy Family of Nazareth. Pray for us. St. John Paul II. Pray, Pray for, for us. us. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, the infinite prog too, because he's new, <laughs> new devotion for us. But yes, uh, yes, it's doing amazing things. But yes. Anyway, um, my um, this whole this time of year, in in addition to being Advent and still being excited about getting the tree and all that, all those type of things. Um, it's also a big time. Stephanie and I's 30th wedding anniversary um, mm-hmm. is in this window of time. Yes, um, my mother's 20th anniversary of her death um, it's is during today. this time. Yeah, it's actually today. And um, anyway, so there's lots of big things that go on in, in this time of year. And I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, even at 53, um, I still feel like a kid every once in a while. So it's my birthday next week. Is it? <gasps> All right. That's what you really was. That's what you're trying to work yeah, your we way were up, building to, up to. That. The, the king of Segway just knew <laughs> how to go <laughs> <laughs> right on. But, but, um, yeah. So, so me and Thaddeus must have, we've never talked about this, but you know, my birthday is exactly two weeks after Christmas. And, um, yeah, mom, mom started doing half birthday so that I'd have like split up instead of it all being together. But, um, yeah, very, very, we need more celebration. Confused young child, but that's why <laughs> I always got a separate birthday and Christmas. Well, I did too. I did yeah. too. I did too. But um, anyway, pretty fun. It was pretty neat. Pretty neat. But, um, but I thought, you know, we would, we would, we had a couple questions that have kind of come up and, and things that we thought we'd, we maybe, would talk about so kind of a smorgasbord just talking it's uh, like it's a Q&A session right Q&A session yeah what well, the one of them was um that that had been asked was like what to do with and how to use the a memory verse mm-hmm. um i guess it would depend on the memory verse itself in terms of what it's speaking to because i think some of the ones are well, it's all god's word and it's all meant to have have meaning for us yeah, but a, a memory verse from, say, Leviticus, you might handle a little differently than, say, from Paul's letters. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe we wouldn't have one from Leviticus. <laughs> <laughs> it would be very not rare. Not, not to, it would be yeah. very rare. I don't know. For it to there's something about boiling a kid in mama's milk or something like oh. that. But anyway, forget that. <laughs> oh, gosh. We'll try that. You guys, anyway. I'm going to have to focus you guys up. <laughs> yeah, we're... <laughs> It's this time of year, you know. If you go to the high school, kids no, are all, it's cold on, outside. You know, it's everybody's cold a little out. frisky. <laughs> it's one of those things. But, but anyway, I know Stephanie um, was great about that because we we did we did as we homeschooled our kids. You know, we would have memory verses and and um, so maybe for for those that have younger children, or I mean, even 
Yeah, even it was older, a great. Even older. So we had, um, you know, initially with younger children, we did handwriting. Um, that was a, um, you know, something that we worked on with the lined paper and, um, you know, learning where the letter, you know, falls and below the line and in the line and halfway through the line. And um, can I interrupt your story just real quick? Yes. Did so I not teach that anymore? No, no. Well, you know, we yeah. homeschool our kids too, and. Just the other day, I was having a conversation with the two oldest ones. We were talking about our favorite cursive letters. Oh, what's your okay? What is so your? We favorite? all agreed we loved writing Z. That's uh-huh. a fun letter to that make. That is a fun letter. Um, I'm trying to think. Mm-hmm. It's L yeah. is a very beautiful letter to mm-hmm. make. It's got mm-hmm. a very beautiful shape. Mm-hmm. Um, Do, I don't. Do they even? I mean, well, they don't even teach cursive in school anymore. Did you know that? We did. We don't. I know. We don't care about them. We're doing our own. We're doing our thing. <laughs> but cursive. Don't, well, don't let that. I I worry do think you. I do think that's sad, and I think that's sad because um, I just uh, we used to talk to the kids about you know because I th- also think the art of letter writing and thank yous and and mm-hmm, all that is mm-hmm. is gone, and just note you know sending a note to someone um, it is a, is a lost art and it's it's sad because i mean i talked to the kids about just think how did you feel when you'd go to the mailbox and you'd pull out letters and you'd see like you knew mimi's handwriting or you know or you had a pen pal and you knew their handwriting and my you know, godmother kind of the was excitement. the best. yeah your, grand, your godmother still, to this, still day. to this day yeah i'll get one so yeah so anyway we we did work on on letter writing and and cursive and 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 whatnot and um and so when they were smaller um, I would use the line paper. I would write the verse and leave them a space. Um, you know, if it was one line, two lines, whatever, I'd leave the space under where I had written it so they could copy. Because it's very hard for a child to go from a book to a piece of paper when they're little. So you want to set them up for success. So, yeah, so we we did that initially um, and used verses. And um, it's a great time to start talking about, um, you know, um, chapter and verse and how things are, you know, identified in the Bible. And then, of course, um, then as they got older, um, you would just give them the chapter and the verse so that then they had to look it up. They had to find the book. They had to find the chapter. They had to find the verse. I mean, so So you would literally quote them chapter and verse. Literally. (laughs) You literally were doing that. Literally. Literally. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but they, but I think anyway, I'm sorry so I can resist it. <laughs> right. but, but I think but it was important for them to have a Bible and be able to go and and find it certainly when they were younger they didn't do that but as they got older that was something because because we we as Catholics should know our way around a Bible mm-hmm. we should you know mm-hmm. know kind of generally where stuff is you know yeah. if that we should know and we've talked about it with our kids okay the middle of the is Psalms I mean if you open up the middle you're going to be pretty close to yeah. to Psalm yeah. Um, the beginning is Genesis, which is in the beginning. So, <laughs> and, but I mean, knowing where things are and give them little tricks, maybe even memorizing, not, maybe not the whole thing, but at least how, you know, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, mm-hmm. Romans, First mm-hmm. Corinthians, Second Corinthians, you know, to where they knew that, where they kind of knew where things were, right. yeah. and then being able to find okay what the chapter looks like and the verse so that they can do it. That's something. Yeah. Um, I, I want to say though. On our on our behalf as Catholics, I mean, we get a bad get a bad rap for not knowing our way around the Bible. But I mean, you know, we have really? more books than the Protestants have do. We have more books we have to know than they do. So and it's we'll hear you know more, it's harder. And we'll hear more. I mean, come on, you know. I mean, it is harder. We got a few more books than them, but um, but but I think on top of that, I mean, you can t- that's so all these things are things you could talk about with your kids as well. You know, I don't honestly, I don't think I. I don't think I, we had started, I mean, when I was working here, I didn't know before I went and had my conversion or right after, but before I went to get, I didn't realize that we had more books than that. So I'm 30, you know, 20 plus years ago, I remember talking to somebody because we were doing some stuff at our office about integrating the Christian faith into it. And we were using the Bible and stuff. And I had quoted Sirach and somebody said, Hey, I don't have that book in the Bible. And I was like, really? And then that, of course, that was the prompting to well, let's. Why, why don't you have that? And she said, Well, I mean, hey, you got a few more than I think. I need to go get yours. I need more Bible. <laughs> was, was the person? That's funny. Was the person's? I comments. need me some more Bible. I need more Bible. Y'all got more books? I'll take it. <laughs> also, but, I want to say um, another uh, 
Lyle Lovett, famous Aggie um, yeah, who used musician. to live really around the corner mm-hmm. from my parents. Mm-hmm. He here's a little help helpful hint. He has an album called Joshua Judges Roots, and that's the order that those three books uh, are in. Wow. So that album title always oh. helps remember the order of those three oh, books. Nice. Joshua go. Judges there Roots. There you go. Yeah, yeah. so I mean I, I think we should know our way around the Bible. And you're and you're right. We also should tell we hear more across the board Bible in, in our Mass. That's right. Than than they would hear, because typically, at least in my experience, and I, you know, I would go to different churches sometimes to go hear them preach, or I'd watch on TV, and you'd see they may take, they may spend a year on Matthew or something like that, where you're just getting a Romans or whatever, and and we're getting a, so we've heard these stories, the, the, these Bible stories over and over again, and so we shouldn't, we as Catholics should, our children should know the Bible, not be afraid, and recognize that they don't. And I think it's good, to be honest, I mean, I, to this day, I try, when I find a verse that I like, to, to make myself, okay, I'd like to know where that is. And if I hear something, can I narrow it down to who might be the author? I mean, even to this day, I practice that. If I hear a verse somewhere, can I narrow it down to, okay, where is that? Does that sound like a Psalms, or does that sound like... You know, Isaiah, or does that sound like something John would have written? Mm-hmm. I think those are things that 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 you could add. We never did that with our kids, but I think it's I think I think that at some point, if you've listened to enough Paul, you probably say, okay, that's probably Saint Paul. I mean, you could have like Bible trivia. You know, that'd be fun, right? Maybe <laughs> I don't know. Well, and but. I think too nowadays with with um, with Google and oh, and yeah. you know, it's so easy to to even pick. I mean, you know, a few uh, words from a verse, and even if you butcher it, you can <laughs> Google it and find, you know, where it is and, and be able to look it up. I mean, I know for me it was um, it was very helpful, um, especially being at home with the kids. Um, I would get, like, little index cards, and I did them by topic. So when I found something that, you know, spoke to me about patience or spoke to me about anger or spoke to me about... Um, you know, love or, you know, kindness or, I mean, you know, kind of some of the virtues, I had little um, cards that I had, you know, the topic, if you will, on the top of the card. And, and, um, and those still fall out of my Bible, you know, today. I mean, I still have all of those, um, you know, all of those verses, they were great go-tos, you know, if, uh, especially if, you know, maybe I didn't get up early enough to have quiet time or whatnot. I mean, you know, it was it was a great great go to with the kids. I found n- not too many years ago. Well, maybe it's probably been maybe ten years ago. I can't can't even remember now. At least I guess <clears throat> some great little decals, if you will, um, that are uh, that were, I think they were at Target, um, and they adhered to the mirror. And so um, I would put verses. Um, in fact, I've got a to do thing on my list right now to put something about advent on them in on the kids in so that it's in the kids bathroom they each have one on their mirror and um and you know kind of changed out that you used a little wipe off marker and you know would just change out verses or um if they were struggling with something (coughs) help them to find some verses that you know um I mean, which is teaching them where do you go? You know, you go to the word <laughs> when you're having struggles. So, you know, so I, I mean, it, there's so many different ways I think that you can use the verses. And obviously you have to do one that, that speaks to you. Um, right. I think did, so. you, did y'all ever pray on them as a family during during the week or something like that? Or I would think that would be a good thing to do. I'm not sure. I, can't, I know. I can't think if we, I don't. I think, I think you've got a, a you've got a model kind of how a verse so, so part of it is I think you need to say, well, this this verse meant something to me. Maybe there's a story it's tied to. You know, those are things that you've got. They've got to see or hear your brain working, hear your heart working, hear the Holy Spirit working in and through you. I think that's really important that you model that. You don't just throw them. I mean, when when they're working on cursive, that's fine. But you can do so many so many different things with a memory verse, you know, I think we would do like maybe a week or two on, on a verse and you could pick different things. How did it speak to me? Y'all pray this. What does God say to you in, in 
in this? What are you getting from it? Well, I think and what's really neat is to see um, the kids do it for each other. Like Kingsley, <laughs> you almost can't like clean her bathroom mirror because every time her sister comes, she leaves her another note or she's got like verses taped all over her mirror. And so it's kind of neat how they kind of take it and make it their own, you know? Um, and that's kind of an, ex that's kind of, I think a fruit of, of stuff that we tried to do. We tried to say that, okay, the Bible verses have something. So like one of our good friends lost, one of her good friends lost a grandmother. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. one of the neat things was, Hey, I read, I read in the Bible today, the daily, the daily. So it's part of, creating a culture where the kids are think that way. Cause she came and said, did you hear, did you read that verse today? That spoke to me about reaching out to this friend of hers. And, and I, I just texted her, Hey, this, this verse was to, in today's readings and just made me think of you, you know, that, you know, at 17, well, I know at 17, I wasn't doing that. That's huge. <laughs> yeah. But I, but I, but I, yeah. but I think it's, I think it's a fruit of, of, of doing that type of stuff for her to think that way and be listening. And the only way that happens, I think, you don't just, I mean, first off, the way it happens is the Holy Spirit. So like we've always said, entrust your children with the Holy Spirit. Ask the Holy Spirit to intervene in their lives. Ask them to be open to hearing what the Holy Spirit is saying. But then you have to show them how the Holy Spirit has spoken to you through a verse or at a, at a moment in time. And that's just something, again, it's putting the pennies in the, in the jar that are just little moments where, Oh, this verse meant so much to me when I heard it at my grandfather's funeral or whatever. And I, and, and that's, you've got to share that right. <laughs> and spend time with that. <laughs> and, and the times that, so this idea of using a memory verse, if we give you a memory verse and you don't have one, then take and run with it. Pray over it as a parent, maybe, you know, husband, wife, or just by yourself. What does it say to me? What is it calling me? Because it's inspired, and the Holy Spirit can be asking you, well, do I need to do this? Do I need to change that? In other words, it's sharper than any two-edged sword, St. Paul would say, and it it is something that's calling us and will ask us to change or to add or to omit or to whatever. And that's the way we got to think. We got to, hey, the Bible is Catholic. And so we should be. I mean, St. Jerome, I believe, you know, ignorance of Scripture is ignorance of Christ. I mean, we should be the best at that. If you're paying attention and listening, in mass, and you hear a, a verse, well, I don't ever remember hearing that. Mm -hmm. That's probably a little tweak from the Holy Spirit. <laughs> but it's probably, I mean, have your antennas up, so to speak. Yes. It occurs to me that um, something else I think you could use memory verses for is, you know, as you go through the years and through the year, a given year, um, kind of using them to help your children um learn the different kinds of literature that are in the Bible. I know wow. that Bishop Barron talks a lot about that, that, you know, there's history in there, there's poetry, there's songs, there's um, biography. The Gospels are, are biography in, in a sense. Like, there's different genres. It's, so you can't read all the books the same way, and just right. helping the kid, your kids understand and learn, and um, that and might be a fun You could do it through—you through could give them a verse and say— what kind of literature does this sound like? And what we're kind of going back to what you said, Trey, what book of the Bible do you think this might be from before you reveal? That'd be a really fun kind of game, the, I think. Uh, we never did that, but I, but I that think could be, it would maybe be. Maybe that could be a segment we do on the, uh, on the show in <laughs> yeah, 2019. It could be. Guess I mean, this verse. I guess this verse. Where is it from? We get we'll get you two, a, free, tickets to, two, two uh, free tickets to live yeah. recording of Mystery of Parenthood. <laughs> right. <laughs> There those you go. Hot, those are hot items, you know. Oh, hot, 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 hot. <laughs> but uh, but I, but you could. There's so much you could teach because because if you go and and I'm not going to get into this, but you know, there's the different senses of of scripture. You know that that any word has, you know, a literal sense. The right, pedagogical right. sense. There are all these different senses. You could learn yourself and then recognize that that God can speak through, and maybe one sense is meaning more to you today. Mm -hmm. Than than 
you know, two years. I've found over the years of reading the Bible that you can go back and read that, read something you've read a hundred times, and all of a sudden there's like, man, I never heard it that way, or did? I mean, it didn't speak to me. It is because it's a living that happens in word. mass a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like. Yeah. Really? That's it? I know I've read that before. I never heard that. And you go back and like find your Bible and go, oh, that's cool. But I, I would say it's important to recognize the Holy Spirit is always working on us. And so when that happens, it doesn't necessarily mean, it may just be that all of a sudden your intellect clicked in and wait a second. But it could mean the Holy Spirit is pointing that out to you so that, hey, is there something I need to? So pray over it. So how would you pray over it? You read it and go, hey, this jumped out to me in prayer. Could you tell me what what, what do I need to learn from this? What is what is this? And, and then sit back and you might be surprised at how the Holy Spirit will speak through that. Mm-hmm. But again, you have to share that with your children. You have to like open up your brain and your heart to your children so that they can see what you could hold inside. I mean, you could hold that inside and they'd never know if you're not sharing that. And again, it doesn't have to be like a, here's a hour lecture on what I see here. It could be, Oh, this, that verse really spoke to me in mass. And this is what it did. It reminded me of this and that meant a lot to me or whatever. Talking and, about it over dinner, talking about it on the in the carpool line. Yeah, talking, or leave, yeah. leave mass and go, wow, that was a really great homily. I'd never heard that before. I mean, just, but always engaging, not only letting, allowing what's going on in your heart to kind of be shared, but then pointing out to them that we're seeing that it's not just like my brain working on a math problem. It, there is, there is a, the Holy Spirit is working on us as well. So... Anyway, I, I think there's lots of different ways you could go, and certainly the younger it could be just, just, and memory. We used to do memory and you know, memory verse, actually memorizing a verse. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we yeah, would have them. Great. We would have them. I think it's a. I mean, it's a lost art to memorize a verse. Um, you know, I think one of the first verses that I remember Trevor ever saying is, "This battle is the Lord's." You know. <laughs> Um, on the David and Goliath. On the David yeah. and Goliath. Yeah. I mean, I think every Christian should have that one on their tongue sometimes. <laughs> this battle is the Lord's. I think, you know, he, I remember him, at, he couldn't have been three years old. I mean, um, doing that. And he actually memorized not the Bible verse, but memorized the whole story from that beginner's Bible, mm-hmm. you know, little cartoon thing. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. anyway, any other thoughts on that or? No. No. What okay. what did y'all did you want to move on to? Yeah, we're gonna move on to another question that or thing that's kinda of come up is is on handling um unruly children at mass, which I think actually hmm. extends and broadens itself because I think there's a bunch of different ways you could go at it and we'll try to kinda of go out, o- over the map because I you mean, have, who hasn't you been? Have, you have unruly children at mass? Well, not anymore. Really? Not anymore. But. Not anymore. But but we did, and and I think Absolutely. that there is something to be to be said. I mean, about that. I mean, one. I there have been people in my <laughs> in my past, even with with my own children, that you know, that the if if a child makes any noise, then. Yeah, get, getting, you get the, the you get the eyes. death eyes and and <laughs> I would the get so as a eyes. so as a person who now is older and doesn't have that you know I've had I've actually had parents turn around and apologize for their kids but I'm not worried as much about the about the noise as how responsive the parents are to what's going on and then if I'm around listening to what they're saying so if there's you know if a, I, I mean. I've heard kids say when the host goes up, Jesus, just like that. I'm like, do not ever apologize. Our kids have done it. Don't ever. I said, like, do not apologize for that. There's people that need to hear that. On a Clara, two years old. That's Jesus. Right. (laughs) Top of her lungs in the middle of daily mass. so, so So, I mean, it depends on what's going on. Um, But... We always said, you know, because we kind of grew up in a time, and you don't see it as much anymore, where there was the, you know, the babysitting that you brought your kids to, right? Mm-hmm. That there was the nursery. There wasn't even the nursery in the church. It was like somewhere else. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's very tempting to do. What I would say is if we truly understand what's going on in Mass and Jesus is indeed there, which he is, and as I think um, Council Trent talks about just to be in presence, that you put yourself in the way of grace, that that just like the sun radiates her heat beams, the sun, Jesus, there is grace rating just being in his presence matters. And so we've always been one that said, we're going to bring our kids with, you know, with us. And, and if you, if, if there's any uh, younger couples that were at St. Mary's, you know, 15 years ago, there, there was two places the castings would be the very front of the church or the very back of the church, depending on how things were going. <laughs> or maybe some of the ones were in the front and others were in the back. I was about to say, there was about a two-year span with the triplets that you spent in the back with two the limo, years with the in triplet, the back with, with the, the triplet limo. The, the and three, I was in the front with the other three. You know, and, uh, well, and but, I think that brings up a good point um, that we sat in the front so the kids could see. I mean, you know, there's a lot going on during Mass, and you have a great opportunity um, to teach, you know, um, during mass and, and, and telling, you know, telling the kids what's, what's going on, especially like, you know, during the consecration that, that that's when this is when he actually, this actually the bread is Jesus. And, you know, and I love that when you hear, when you hear kids exclaiming that in, in, in mass, I think it's just awesome. I'm going to tell you that, you know, Sunday mass, um, obviously is a little longer, a good practice ground for kids is daily mass. Um, and so to be able to go to daily mass, um, and, 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 you know, kind of train them, so to speak, playing mass at home. Um, that's a, that that, is great. It's a a great opportunity. I think, you know, the other thing is, is that we have to train our kids to sit still. And so doing family read alouds and, you know, like we always had a saint story or, you know, um, you know, our, our during Advent or, or Easter, you know, um, a, a, you know, a, a book that we were reading. Um, but we always had read alouds that we were, I mean, we just, that, that was just part of our homeschooling. Um, yeah. So it's, you know, set a timer and, and recognize that as they grow older, but we'll move them towards, Right. Can you sit still? Right. And part of sitting still is there's something being to be said. You know, sometimes even we even when they were still relatively young, listen to when Father, you know, back then Mike or Father David, now bishops, you know, are are talking. Hey, if you can just tell me one thing that he said, mm-hmm. you know, we'll go do something fun. We'll go do something fun after mass so that they would pay attention to that, and and then we would share. And that would be something. But I think training at home and then practicing at daily mass. Adoration. Adoration. Opportunities, um, you know, to help, I mean, in a gradation, you know, a a child learn to sit still for all of of Sunday. You know, I don't know anybody who hasn't walked out of mass with the child. And that's, you know, that's where you're supposed to be. That's exactly where God has you. And I think... To think of it that way instead of this kid's making me miss mass, you know. <laughs> well, no, it took it. Well, reframe your 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 you know. Well, so what? So what experience. is it's worship of God and worship of God? What what is what is giving God His due is fulfilling my my role as a parent, and so God knows that you're trying to have your kids, you know there in mass and behave. And God knows that sometimes kids don't always behave appropriately. And God knows. And I remember times, you know, praying from the back because, you know, the worst place to be when kids act up is at the front of the dadgum church <laughs> because it's, you a long walk. it's a long walk, <laughs> the walk of shame back, back to the back. But I challenge you to say, I started kind of reframing how that goes by saying, okay, Lord, as I'm walking back, I'm giving this to you. So I know I'm missing it. I'm going to offer this on the, on the patent. I want you to receive this. And I want you to know that as I walk out, I am doing it 
for you and because you've given me this child. And listen, there are plenty of times when I've lost my temper or been frustrated or whatever. It is not something that that it comes naturally, and it's not something that happens every time even when you think you've done it right. But the reality is, is it is a challenge to recognize that your job as a parent is to parent the child. So if they're not behaving appropriately, then you do it. Now, let me tell you something, and this is, goes with all correction of children. There is a time and a place to correct. And typically, in the heat of the moment, is not the time to correct. Right? I mean, you, you need to walk out, just diffuse the situation, and then wait for it to calm down, and maybe on the way home or sometime during the week, when everybody's calmed down, hey, you remember last week when when you struggled with this? Hey, this time we're going to really work on this, okay? So what do you think would help? You know, I mean, whatever. I mean, you engage them in a n- moment of non-conflict with, hey, we're in this thing together. I want you to do well. This is why it matters. You're at mass. I mean, that's the way I think that you're meant to engage the child. Believe me, I've, well, first off, I've been pinch to no end. I mean, I, I mean, at 53, I can remember the pinch that comes from misbehaving <laughs> at mass. It hurts. You know, have I ever done that to my kid? I'm not saying. <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny. I confirm nor deny. But what, I'm, what I am saying is, is that probably not the best moment to be delivering that message even though I know that there have been times when I'm like, okay, I, this child is, I want them to know I'm not happy. <laughs> and so you have to pray about that. But ultimately, the correction, and this is all correction, if it is in a moment of conflict, nothing good. And being Irish, I, I tend to jump right in the middle of what I'm thinking at that moment, <laughs> and it's not healthy. It, the healthy thing to do is say, okay, I'm going to, by my time, we are going to talk about it. The temptation is, if you get past it, is to just not talk about it, right? I mean, to just avoid it. You cannot do that. You know, I think some people like to just get it over, but it's not productive if you're not engaging the child, their their mind, everything. I don't know. Yeah, and I think at one point with the kids, um, and of course they were a, a little bit older, I mean, you know, it's kind of difficult with a two-year-old. You're not going to... Um, Right. You know, you're almost going to have to get them out of the church and, you know, and try to talk about it right then because it's not something you're going to be able to process during the week because that's not right. how their little brains work. But that needs but, to go out the, out the back, out of the right, church. Right, right, right. And to understand, I mean, we always kind of made our kids feel like, you know, you, you, this is, you want to be in there. This yeah, is, that, you know, this is heaven on earth. This is, you, you don't want to be out here. Like, I'm not taking my child out of the church and giving them Cheerios. I mean, it, that, you know, because guess what? <laughs> They're, you're going to get that behavior, you know, it's like Pavlov's dog. Yeah. You're going to get that behavior every, every time. So, um, you know, when they were a little bit older, five, six, seven, we actually had bought this squirrely looking piece of paper and the kids made their quote unquote 10 commandments for mass they made them. We had a family discussion. Yeah, we, had t- we had to temper them because yes. they were yeah, they pretty were really, yeah, they're they, pretty tough on <laughs> it. They were. They were pretty. But the great thing is, is that they they were their rules. And I, I'm sure that that piece of paper is somewhere in my scrapbooking mess upstairs. I mean, they carried that piece of paper to church every Sunday yes. with them. Right. Um, You know, so you made them a part of, you know, doing that, you made them a part of the of the solution, um, you know, and like I said, with with them coming up with coming up with the rules, quote unquote, themselves, um, you know, they owned it. I mean, it was it was part of their. And was was one of them, uh, mom and dad, thou shalt not kill me for how I behave in this. Was that one of them? No, thou shalt not pinch or thou shalt yeah, not. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, you know, the thing is, is that I think it's important because it's like anything else. If you just get okay, I want quiet, and you're not able. There's, a, there's plenty of reasons that you can share with your children on why they want to be in mass, on why they ought to behave. And if you're just 
So anytime you're doing the Ten Commandments, you ought to frame it in 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 reference to what's going on. This is what this is. We owe this to God. This is a you know we I hated the obligation and for the longest you know the holy day of obligation. I know that's what it is, and there's nothing wrong with saying it. But 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 there was a time when you'd hear the holy day of opportunity, and we'd say I we I'd always say we don't got to go to mass. We get to go to mass. I mean, that, and that was the way, I mean, there's no place I'd rather be. And so to talk about, you know, when mom, when my, after my mom had died and we just talked about that, that's it. I mean, I would tell them I want to go there because wherever she is, I will be closer to her in mass than I'll be anywhere else. And so I don't get to see her every day. So to me, and so those are things that I think if you share with them and you get them to understand that, and again, it's putting, you're, you're making little deposits yeah. moment by moment. So they add up where they recognize, okay, this is something more than just I'm behaving because the teacher says to behave. You're, you're, you're trying to say, oh, this is, you, number one, want to be here. Number two, you owe it to everybody around you to allow them you shouldn't be bored in mass. I mean, those are things that are, you know, you don't have like a, it's not like you, like school sometimes is where you take a class and you teach it over, you know, a, a week long. It's something that like over time, you're constantly going back to, this is an opportunity to be in the presence, to be in heaven, to be at the foot of the cross, yeah. you know, to those type of things I think should over and over happen. And if you're not there with regard to like your faith, then go get the Lamb Supper, or find a book, and I mean, I challenge you during this Advent to, to, to study that. And something that we've done is um, brought back some of the older language and how we talk with the children about it, and we talk about praying the Mass. We're going to pray yes, the Mass. Absolutely, we're not we're not just going to Mass and talking to them about that. It's the perfect prayer that mm -hmm. you're alluding right. to. Um, and offering the mass for for someone, so Absolutely. asking them to think about um, people or deceased loved ones or intentions or burdens that they have that they want to bring and and pray the mass for. And yes, I think just using that verbiage, using that language, just constantly in our little family. And it's not, I it's, think it's bearing fruit that they. There is this attitude, generally, of um, full and active participation, which is what the Vatican II documents were trying to right. call for, but ironically kind of got lost, but was already there in the older way of talking about the Mass, which is well, I think, a like topic I said, for another I time. Yeah, and I, don't, and I, and I think that is, is very important. Like I said, we, we did, when they were younger, you know, to get this idea of, and we've mentioned this before, but where we think about what are we going to offer to that and then have them think write it down and then we would get permission from the priest we'd talk to them can we put is it okay for them to put it in in the basket i know it's just paper it's not money <laughs> but yeah. but uh but but some of the priests you know you want to honor whatever the priest says if they say it's not but we would make a my offering today for this person this whatever and i'm i mean not in that sense of which again allows so if they goes in the basket and you can point out, I mean, you'll keep them involved. Okay, the, they've collected all this. Now what's coming up? The baskets with, with the bread and the wine are being brought up. What's that called? The offertory <laughs> and the, the offering. And and so you're you're teaching yeah. them what is going on in the mass, and they're old enough. And so he's going to put it all on the altar, and then. All of our, all that we have is now being united with Jesus. And now, when it's, he says, through him, with him, and in him, as he holds up the new picture, all these things are going through Jesus, with him, and in him to the Father. That's worship. And so, I mean, it's still there, but, but people are afraid to use those old terms, but that's what it is. Yeah. And so, you know, to, to say, well, it's going to pray a morning offering, you know, well, what's that morning offering? It's uniting it with what's going on in the mass, that the center of our existence, I mean, the, the center of our life as Christians, the source and the summit, the, 
the middle of everything is mass. This is, you know, no kid of mine is going to be bored at mass. I mean, I would just, I mean, I would challenge them. So if you're bored, then you and I need to sit down and figure out what's going on because my mom's there. Jesus is there. Jesus' mom's there. The angels are there. I don't know what you're missing, but you're missing something if you're bored because there's lots of places I go. I don't like any of the people around me. Here, I like everything. That's, you know, the old coach in me. <laughs> Can't grab their face mask, but I can get their attention. And that's, everybody's got to find their way of communicating it, but there should be, if you're not excited as a parent, get excited. I mean, well, and I think this brings up a really good point is that you can't wait for Sunday to do this. Right. It's, it's all, <laughs> it's part gotta of, be a whole week long thing. You know, we don't want to be those, um, those go to church Sunday Christians. I mean, you know, we have to be, um, talking about this, uh, you know, all week, whether it's, you know, you're reading the daily, um, you know, gospel, or if you take the gospel for the next week and, and, and read that in preparation, we used to do something fun with the kids to read the gospel and say, what do you think the priest is going to do his homily on? What would you do your homily on? I mean, Mm, you know, kind of, you know, those kind of things. So it's taking parts and parcel of the mass in your week, in their week and, and showing them that, you know, it has meaning and, and it should be something that you, you gain your strength from, you know, to live through the week until you can, you know, rejuvenate the next week. But but, I, but again, and this is extending, you know, dealing with an unruly child at, at mass is actually pointing us to the truth about how you should deal with an unruly child anywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you're, you're, you can't deal with a moment just in a moment. We are old enough and wise enough to recognize, okay, this thing that we're about to happen in, in a few days or in a few moments, we're about to go into the grocery store. We better do some preliminary talking about, hey, this is how we're going to behave. Don't just throw them in the middle of it. You want to set your children up for success, whether it's at mass or, you know, dealing with being in the in the card at, at H-E-B or whatever it is, you can't just throw them in the middle of, of a situation and expect them to do that. Mm-hmm. And I think too many times, either because we're too hurried or we don't think about it, if we don't, part of dealing with children is having enough forethought to say, okay, this is bound to be a problem for this child. This child's going to have a hard time dealing with this circumstance. So we need to actually look out there and say, you know what, we need to work on this. So this is coming up. Might be hard on you. Here's how you might how might you respond and, and engage them in that. But again, like I said, a lot of people want to just deal in the moment. But the moment, it, it's it'd be like saying Trey Cash and go run the hundred in the in the Olympics. Well, why didn't you win it? Well, I mean, I wouldn't win it anyway, <laughs> no matter what I did. But my point is, is the guy that wins the gold medal at the Olympics, it's all the work that went in before. It's just the fruit of that work. You would never expect them to just go be in the Olympics and just win. Well, it's the same thing moment to moment, week to week with a child. You've got to think far enough in advance to train them up in those moments. And mass is just that opportunity but it extends beyond the mass to every other form of raising a child. Well, it goes back to virtues too. You know, right. raising your children in the virtues. Um, Peyton Manning wasn't born able to throw a football. He's able to throw a football because he's thrown it thousands and thousands of times perfectly. Right. And so now it's it's habitual. It's habituated in into him, mm-hmm. which makes it. I think you know, Father Barron talks about the virtue is not. It, it's the freedom that that comes from it being something that just it's with ease. Right. I mean, it's not, it just happens. So if you're working with children all the time on preliminarily saying, Hey, when you're asking for something, it'd be a good idea to say please before. And when you receive it, say thank you. And you give them little hints with that and you praise them when they do that. If they do that, you'll be amazed to find that when they're older, you don't have to remind them again. Mm-hmm. Or rarely, intermittently, as long as we say you you got to catch your kids doing well, 
you 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 don't. I mean, it's easy to catch them doing bad. I mean, all those things jump off the page. You <laughs> you have to catch them doing something well, and look for that. And when they do appropriately, not over dramatically, say, you know what, the way you handled that or the way you did this, I'm just so proud that you're my child. You, I didn't have to say anything, and and it, those are things that I think are. I mean, that's everything. So if they have a positive moment or if they have a mixed moment in a mass, hey, when you did this, that was great. Hey, this time, well, how can we maybe avoid that in the future? So you're always, it's no different. I'm an old coach. I mean, that's what you do. Hey, look at well, the film. You do this. Yeah. And I think that also brings up a good point that as a parent, especially when they're younger, um, you need to pick a mass for success. <laughs> Right. So you don't want to go during their nap time unless they'll fall asleep in church. I didn't have any that ever did that. Um, but, you know, you don't want to go when they're going to be hungry or they're going to be cranky because it's time for a nap. I mean, I remember us having to move around mass times when, you know, naps got, you know, I mean, when we went down to like the two nap thing and the, they were taking one at like 930 or 10 o'clock in the morning. It would have never worked to have taken them to 10 o'clock mass. They would have been so cranky. And, and so for a two-year-old, I mean, you know, mm -hmm. that's a parental, you know, aha, that you you pick a mass where they're not hungry, they're not cranky, they're not, you know, um, are not going to tend are not gonna tend to be. I mean, you know, everybody has a Yeah, we're at a, a stage in life where evening mass is not yeah. not good for, yeah. for us. And so you know that, and, and, and you avoid it. So, Try to. you know... Um, also, I think that, you know, something else that, that we did and, um, is you had a little mass pack, like there was a little, yes, yeah, so they, they picked yeah, it up that, yeah. you know, and I mean, and ours was a total evolution. I mean, there was one time where I just had one and I, you know, I had enough hands and enough wherewithal to be able to, then there was time where everybody had their own, <laughs> you know, and it was all, um, you know, and of course, this is just a personal preference, you know, I'm going to, but I'm going to say it. <laughs> right, and I'm going to agree it, with you. <laughs> it, it was, you know, we didn't bring cars and trucks and, and, um, and things like that to mass. It was just, if we were going to go to mass and the kids needed something to help them maybe sit a little more still or, or whatnot, that it was going to be a saint book or, you know, a book on the mass or, um, or a coloring book that had, you know, they're old enough, you know, yeah, yeah that they had, have, they have that. you know, things about the mass or, I mean, and there's a plethora of stuff out there. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm an, I'm, I I'm, agree. I think, I think bringing, bringing in things for your young children that yeah. aren't what you're going to be able to have, or they're going to be able to have with them in mass when they're older is just a recipe for, yeah. it's not a recipe well, for success long-term. Well, it's I don't the thing think. is sometimes, well, it isn't. I think it's a band, I think it's a bandaid solution. It's a bandaid and it's a bandaid that we should know is going to be a problem because if it works and it continues to work and you keep using it, at some point you go, I can't have my six year old sitting in here with playing trucks. Right. So you're going to have to fight that battle at, some point, at yeah. some point. I'm like, don't set yourself up to have to fight a battle that is very predictable. Right. Because at some point, and it's fun if you, you take if you use things that they don't have during the week, like they, that's you, it's you know it, it, that's it's a time special, set apart. You know, yeah, it's it's a special. Um, this is special just for the mass, just like the mass is special. I mean, yeah, you know, you're just kind of um, you're just kind of setting yourself, uh, you're setting yourself up for for success. I think with with them and um, and think about how many masses. Just think about this. So you got eight, you know. 17, 18 year old kid, and there's 52 Sundays <laughs> a year. If you work on it, if you work on it for some period, I mean, you're going to get so many opportunities to just put that one thing in the piggy bank of this is it. We only make mistakes when we don't utilize all the opportunities that have been given to us. If we throw in a once in a, you know, once in a while or maybe every week a, a, a daily mass you know, and that that's it, then, you know, you start getting up to where there's not a whole lot of things they do 52 times in a year, or mm -hmm. you add another, you know, a hundred times in a year, if you go one time to daily mass, I mean, then, and you've got the holy days and that, but I mean, if you, those stacked one upon the other, if you're proactive and you set it apart by the time they're 10 or 11, they should be actively involved in the mass mm -hmm. and by the time they're five or six 
with rare exception, you would think that if you've done it, most of the time, not always, most of the time they're going to be able to sit there and, and, and participate in mass, you know, but if you put them in a nursery and don't deal with it, then you end up, again, it's a thing you're going to have to cross it at some point. So just don't cross it. Just do it bit by bit Mm -hmm. as you go and see them as all opportunities to do that. Mm -hmm. That's, I don't know, that's, that's parenting in a nutshell and Mary, I mean, uh, mass is that way. But anyway, I know we're at the, we're at the end here. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to do, um, our memory verse is actually, um, from Deuteronomy six. Uh, and I'm going to start with four Deuteronomy six, four through nine. Um, and this spoke to me just the here, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. You shall love the Lord, your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And I really think that speaks to us as parents, um, to really know him so that we can share what we have. But then the rest of it says, keep these words that I'm commanding you today in your heart. Recite them to your children and talk about them when you're at home, when you're away, when you lie down and when you rise. Bind them as a sign on your hand. Fix them as an emblem on your forehead and write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. So it just says, let's do it all week, guys. Every every uh, Sunday should should be a week long. Remember, only God can help you take the mystery out of parenthood. Pray, parent with a purpose, and prepare for God to amaze you. God bless. God bless. Pray for us. We're praying for you. Merry Christmas.